Well, I think it's the greatest place on earth. There's no place like happened to me. From there, we came to Hamilton. And I thought it was the worst place <laughs> I ever came to in my life. <laughs> and yet I'm still here. You're listening to Audio Life, the podcast where we tell your story in your words. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with somebody very special. I call her Annie Ruth. She's also known as Ruth McMaster and then Ruth Marshman. Today, you're going to hear about Ruth's hometown, Appen, and what a special place it was and a warm place it holds in her heart, as well as the many family members who made her life so incredible. I hope you enjoy. So that you can see mom, I'm going to do this. Because she's the main event here. Oh, she is. There she is. Hello. Can you see her? How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. How's your husband? Oh, he's doing well. He's working a little too hard, but otherwise he's doing well. <laughs> yeah. Well, you tell him, take it easy. I will. I try, but I'll tell him that you said so. <laughs> if you're okay with it, I'm going to ask you things about your life, your childhood and your having children and things that you've learned and experienced. So the first one is, is really easy. My question is, where were you born? And is there a story behind your name? Uh, that's a good question. I was born <laughs> in Appen, okay. Ontario, and I was born a McMaster. The first McMasters came to Canada in 1885 wow. from Scotland. And they lived down the road from where I was born. Wow, I love that. And of course, I've had the chance to visit Appen many times, but not everybody has. Is there anything special you remember about Appen? Anything special? Well, I think it's the greatest place on earth. Yeah. There's no place like Appen to me. I've always thought that. And then Max came along, and he wanted an education. So we had to go to Detroit. Okay. And uh, he took mechanical engineering four years. That's right. And from there, we came to Hamilton. And I thought it was the worst place <laughs> I ever came to in my life. <laughs> and yet I'm still here. <laughs> so so did you change your mind at some point about Pardon? Hamilton? Uh, a little bit. Okay. But just a little bit. I, I'm waiting to go back to happen. 
Yeah. I'll be buried there. Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, talking about Avon, tell us a little bit about your childhood and what it was like growing up. Well, I don't know what to tell you about Avon. It's a very small town. Mm -hmm. We had one hill in the town, and we called it Taylor's Hill. And we went up and down on a a wagon and in the wintertime a sleigh. The Taylors were connected to uh, the McPhees. Um, but then everybody was connected to somebody. Yeah. Uh, and my parents had a, a grocery store, which uh, I think my mother loved it. She was in it 51 years. Wow. Yes. And... Uh, we used to um, see everybody in Appen. Yeah. They came into the store. We had an apartment upstairs, and a man named Art lived up there. Uh, he would be Bernice, Bernice's father's hired man. Okay. On the farm. And uh, when the farm was gone, Bernice had them go upstairs in the store to live. Well, Julie can't get over this story. <laughs> okay. I, I had a best friend, and she was the very best friend. Her name was Madeline Remley, and I called her, to this day, Rem, and Mm -hmm. she is in a a home like this, near Wardsville, and they had morning glories planted all around the uh, fence. And Julie asked me one time, well, what time did you get home in the morning? And I said, well, we got home before the the morning glories came out, (laughs) before they bloomed. And uh, (laughs) I thought nothing of it. (laughs) And I loved Rem. She was a lot of fun. And I, (laughs) she had a boyfriend named Bob Hardy. She let him kiss her goodnight one night. And he took off running, jumped right over the morning glory. <laughs> he was so happy. <laughs> oh, that's good. And how did you and Max meet your husband? That was very special. 
Yeah. We used to, every Friday night, go to uh, an old-time square dance in that town hall. And the per- somebody had to call it, you know, to give the orders. And it was the Sinklers that did it. Donnie Sinkler, he was another great friend of mine. And, oh, dear, it was fun. You know, they used to uh, tell Max, go and ask her to dance. She's a lot of fun. Go and (laughs) ask her. He was too shy. (laughs) But one day he asked me. We were together for 66 years. Yeah. I, I, I can still see him. I can still see the shirt he had on. Yeah. And, and the shirt, I wondered, like he, his mother had died years before. And I wondered who washed and ironed that shirt. Because you know, he just had a stepmother, and did it turn out that he irons his own shirt? Did he iron it himself? I, you know, I don't know, but I imagine. Yeah, he was. He, he was. He was a talented person. That's for sure. Yes, he was very yeah. talented. Very smart. Oh, and hardworking. Oh, it was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) They they lived on a tobacco farm. And that's a lot of work. Max thought he had to go and keep ahead of all the other workers so that they would keep up to him. Hmm. And... um, that's what happened. And he he went to high school in Strathroy. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud of him. And I am still today. And like we had to take grade 13 in those days. Yeah. And uh, he took, uh, he had to come up for grade 13. And uh, he, he jumped over the high bar, they called. Mm-hmm. He was in, in athletic, too. Um, mm-hmm. And he jumped over the high bar and uh, broke both wrists. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. And oh, he no. couldn't write his exams. But the principal said to him, you have one of the highest IQs in this school. And he gave him the the grade 13. So Max was able to go on to Detroit to school. Now, he, we both drove down together. And Max's sister, Ruth, went with us. And he went in to sign up for a two-year course. 
he come out. He said, well, I signed up, but I signed up for four years. <laughs> it really didn't matter. You know, he finished the four years. He was very smart and athlete. Oh, he was musical. Yes, he played the guitar. And yes. he was in uh, many bands. Uh, he, like, the church had mm -hmm. a little band. What were they called? Uh, gospel Airs. The Gospel Airs. Okay. And, of course, everybody wanted the Gospel Airs to come and um, play at their church. And they'd have yeah. a good crowd. Now, every time I go and hear a small band, I am so lonely for him because yeah. I can remember him so well. Yeah. However, there's nothing I can do about that. Um, well, you get, you get some beautiful memories. And, of course, you also had two beautiful daughters. So tell yes. us, what was your experience raising children? With my children? Yeah. The experience with my children was they just kept making me prouder and prouder. <laughs> um, if they entered a contest, they won. I often wonder if Julie remembers entering a contest in, I think it was, Ontario or Canada? Do you? No. No, she doesn't. <laughs> and uh, they notified us uh, to uh, get papers alerted, the local papers, so they could be mm -hmm. called. And I did. And uh, she came in second. <laughs> very, very well. Patty did the same in many things. How did you feel about being a mother? Was it was it something you always wanted to do and it was natural for you? Or was it a surprises along the way? It was something I always wanted to do. Yeah. I was afraid to death I wouldn't have children. Were you? for some reason. But I was wrong when I was 25, Patty was born, and then Julie. We were very fortunate and thankful. Yeah. Because, I don't know, we thought we wouldn't have children. I guess because we wanted them so bad. I absolutely adored my grandchildren. <laughs> oh. And I had a wonderful brother and sister-in-law. Yeah. Like, did you know Bernice? I did know Bernice. I was lucky to know Bernice before, um, you know, before she changed. Yeah. Well, it was wonderful to have her in the family. 
And yeah. she had those two beautiful daughters. Mm-hmm. And they were great homemakers. Danny was sweet as sweet. Yeah. And it was terrible when he was killed. Just terrible. Once in a while, I read something in uh, that Kelly has put in, and I know mm-hmm. she misses him. Yes. But she has three lovely children. Mm-hmm. Nice home, nice husband. Yeah. Like you, a nice husband. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Sue and Charlie are very special. I knew all Charlie's relatives, and they were special. So tell me, you've, you've, you've lived through decades at this point, and you've witnessed all kinds of events, historical events and changes and family events. Are there any events that had an impact on you or that you remember the most? Well, the thing that sticks out to me is the family. Like I had a grandpa who lived in Appen. He moved in from the farm to Appen. And I was very lucky because um, every time he had a birthday and uh, anything, the whole family came. Mm-hmm. Um, he had eight children. He had three boys and four girls. And one of them was Aunt Maddie, who okay. was very, very special. And she looked after everybody. She looked after Grandpa my dad, my mother, me, everybody. There was no better person in this world than Aunt Patty. And she was just three doors down from my grandpa. She looked after him perfectly. I guess the thing that stands out the most is my Aunt Addie, which is my dad's younger sister and she would come over from Detroit and mm-hmm. I'd follow her suitcase around because <laughs> she always had something nice for me. <laughs> what yeah. what would she bring you? What kinds of things would she bring you? Oh, a dress, mm. a bracelet, not something real nice. So the thing that stands out to me is wonderful relatives. You know, my mother was born just out of Appen, and Mm -hmm. she was born to um, a lady named Margaret McIntyre. Okay, good name. I don't know how many times. A McMaster married a McIntyre. I think six. But anyway, so there were all those relatives too. 
but um, nobody I love more than uh, McMaster's, my brother, and his family. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a fond memory of your brother? Oh, I have a lot, a lot of fond memories of him. He uh, he was good to me, and every time there was Mother's Day and my mother's birthday and cetera et cetera, he, he'd come to me and say, "We've got to get something. What can what can you get?" Mm-hmm. And I go to Glenco and get something, wrap it up, get him to sign the card, and I'd sign the card, and she'd get it. I loved him very much. I remember one day he he got me in the sleigh, you know, those poor ones, and all my friends, and about five of us, he pulled down the street and happened. And I remember (laughs) I thought, hey, this is pretty good, you know. (laughs) He was special. He was special. Of course, wasn't I'm he? still missing him. Yeah, it's uh, not easy. Not easy to lose somebody that special. And I know I I miss him and think about him. I know Matt does. And I know, I sure know that Sue and Debbie do as well. Well, so you had a wonderful brother. You talked a little bit about your grandchildren. And I know that being a grandmother is a really important role for you in your life. Tell me about a favorite memory with your with your grandchildren. That would have to be the twins. They were so <laughs> cute. This is something that you should keep in mind. We went okay. to Chautauqua every year. You heard it from me first. Chautauqua is a place for the summer, nine weeks. You go there and you live there. And you take religion, uh, the arts, education, and one other thing. Anyway, there's four. Okay. It's a cross, but it's not a religious cross. Oh, am I? Physical, social, spiritual, and academic, I think. Yeah. yeah. This is where families love to go, and they have a cottage sometimes. Or they have a, what do you call those, condos, or they... Share them. What do you, what do you call those? Timeshare. Time oh, or yeah. They yeah. have a cottage that they hand down for years. It's a place for family. And yeah. uh, say your twins wanted to visit their, their uncle and aunt. They just run down the street and knock on yeah. your door, and, and there was no fear. And then for the adults, they would have often 
the president of the United States would speak or his wife. The first one that Max and I heard was uh, Clinton. And, And Hillary was with him. And, of course, we never forgot them. And there's all kinds of buildings that you hear these speeches in. Hmm. And it's religion is in one. Best preachers going. If you go to Chautauqua and your family all go, you'll have a happy life. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. Well, I will talk to Matt about that, and I hope I get to go as well. (laughs) Listen, do you have, is there um, a life lesson or a wisdom or advice you'd like to share with, with me or with younger generations? It's not really advice. It's the love you feel for them. Like Matt, how can anybody not love Matt? (laughs) And uh, Katie. And now all of these children Katie has. Mm -hmm. And I myself have two great granddaughters. That's right. You know that? I did know that. And they're... They were born, how close together were they born? Six weeks apart. Wow. And yes. their fathers are twins. I'm very proud to be a great-grandmother. Yeah. Now, how lucky. And they're lucky to have you as well. Maybe they're too young to, to be able to um, visit with you very much right now. But, but I've seen pictures, and they're beautiful girls. Yes, they are. And uh, I agree, they're they're too young. So what I've done is a lot of writing. You know, like one book I gave them for Christmas was The Day You Were Born. I let them know. To me, every bell in the world rang. I've done quite a bit of writing. Every holiday for them. Wow, that's lovely. Is there, if you had to pick one one moment that was a proud moment from your life, what would you what would you tell us about? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. A proud moment from your life. What's something you're most proud of? Well. Anybody in my family, from my brother to my grandfather, especially my mom and dad, and my two girls. That's a lovely. I know how much you value family, and you really have amazing family around you, so that's really lovely. I'm going to ask you one, one or two things as we wrap up. So... Um, Is there anything in your life you would have done differently, thinking back on it? (laughs) I can't think what it is, but I know there's something. 
Okay. It wouldn't be not Mary Max. Because I would so do you, that again. You would do that again and you would even you would even go to Hamilton again? Oh Hamilton. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stay in Athens. People laugh at me, you know. Well, if if Max could have a good job in Athens, that would be perfect. Well, I I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Is there anything else you wanted to share that I haven't asked you about? I don't think so, but I feel very honored that you would choose me to talk to, and I'm well, happy to do it. I thank you so much. I always enjoy talking to you, and I I wanted a chance for us to just have a broad conversation about your family and your memories and your life. So thank you for today. You're very welcome. And I hope I get to see you very soon in person. Yes. I, I will... I will even come to Hamilton if that's where you are. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll even visit Hamilton. <laughs> well, you know, we have these tiger cats. That's, that's right. A football game. And yeah. people go nuts about them. Yes. And um, Carrie Underwood is coming for the Grey Cup. Really? Yeah. That's fun. Now her I like. <laughs> yeah. Julie's just saying, I didn't know you knew her. <laughs> you weren't married to Max if you didn't know her. <laughs> She's a country star. Oh, yeah, I remember her. No, I, I listened to her. Yeah. Yeah, she was, she was on one of those... I don't know, America's Got Talent or one of those shows yes. and she was discovered. Yeah. Which yes. one? One of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then she married a hockey player. I can, I think he's yes, Canadian. He yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Well, Good. So anyway. you, so you think we should go see Carrie Underwood perform? <laughs> Okay, should I let you get back to your visit with Julie? Yes. She's brought my favorite squares. Oh. <laughs> she makes chocolate squares. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. This has been Audio Life, where we tell your story in your words. I've been your host today, Carrie Purcell. Thank you for listening. Oh, he was musical. I get a little help here because she <laughs> was devoted to her father. <laughs> <laughs>